He had amazing ability to wind up even though he didn't speak English. I liked him actually, I enjoyed it. You know, he was a tough guy and he was aggressive and he was he was angry. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. You know, that wasn't an All-Ireland winning performance. Probably should have won the game based on the second half performance. Is it a step too far to say it was the performance so far of the World Cup? Maybe not. OTBAN's performance rankings with Gillette. I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head at performances which just lack that intensity. So of a Sunday evening, you can uh, head over to our Instagram and put stuff in the box that you think is going to be in the green, in the red or in the amber. Uh, Bobby Dwyer is a little bit late. He's only coming to us now. If Hyunming's son isn't in the green, there will be riots in North London. Is he is he going to be in the green? Not actually. Um, oh, I didn't even didn't even think about it. Yeah, we spoke about his, uh, you know, his. his reports, He's back. Yeah, reports of his death have been greatly exaggerated. Tight thing on Saturday. We spoke about it with JD, obviously our resident Spurs fan, and. Uh, his, his well, uh, yeah, Bobby Dwyer likes to think he's our resident Spurs fan. <laughs> his, uh, his stats have kind of fallen off a cliff this Cause we, year. Because we made him our resident Spurs fan. But anyway, go on. Um, his, his stats had obviously fallen off. His dribbles and his... I think he is one of these players. He plays with a smile on his face. And his smile had kind of rather gone. But it's back, as were the goals. He even got a controversial sort of... Um, did he do his national service or did he get away with not doing it? Not sure about that. At least he's not living in the north of the... Old country he, did, he did it, Colm says. Colm says he thinks he did it. Even his national mm. service couldn't take a smile off his face. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how bad it was for him, you know. Was it like basically lying on the couch watching people do work? Look, like, I'm a footballer now. You do here. It's not my fault. Yeah. He's, the smile is back, if not for Brendan Rodgers. Uh, no, the smile is not back for Brendan Rodgers. Is he in the red? So the way this works is people are in the red, the amber and the green. And you tell us, Johnny, who's in the amber, who's in the red, who's in the green. We'll start with the red, though. Who's in the red? Yeah, Brendan Rodgers, uh, you know, he just doesn't seem to be able to stem the flow of, of the the goals that Leicester are conceding. And um, I think uh, I, I'd be on the favourable side of looking at Brendan Rodgers as a manager. I think in general, um, he's, his, his teams play very good football. I think at Liverpool, um, he was part of that bridge between, you know, winning the league eventually and that failure for so long. I think he, he was a little bit unlucky and um, he, he, he signed some very good players as well. At Leicester, though, he just can't seem to stem the flow of goals they're conceding. And, you know, they were actually good in the first half on Saturday evening. They, they play nice football. James Madison says after the game, you know, it's on the players. Usually when you hear that, the manager's going to go soon and it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't look good. He, no. uh, the only thing is that he's got a big contract and they'd have to pay a lot of money to get rid of him. Mm. But they have to make the decision, is he still, is he still the right man for the job at the moment? Or has... has We've talked about how well he's handled the scenario. He hasn't come out and said that the club has been mishandled over the last period of time. And there will be some transfer money you would expect that they'll be able to spend at Christmas. <clears throat> so I, I don't know. The, uh, the, the, the thing about Rodgers, like we've spoken about managers this year, that when you're involved in sports journalism and like one result sort of changes everything and you're like, oh, what did I say on Saturday? Now, now everything is rosy again, like Villa and to an extent Everton or whatever. 
So we've gone through managers who looked under pressure and, um, you know, Scott Parker was the first to go and probably wasn't expecting Chelsea to make the change they did. The one thing about Rodgers is that I don't know what Leicester's ambition is this season. They obviously don't want to get relegated, but they shouldn't get relegated. So maybe they'll be happy to give him a bit of time. And he, d- he does make good signings. And I haven't seen Leicester this season. So maybe, maybe it's a fact that they, they'll be OK once they sort out their defensive problems. And I, I generally, do, I think sacking managers is generally a waste of time. Like if you, you appoint the manager, you should have belief in him or her to do the job and then give him or her the time and don't make snap decisions. We'll see what happens, but um, obviously he's he's under pressure. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Dumpy's column in the start today, has he's got no... Um, he's still only 49, but it's up to Rogers to prove that he's not yesterday's man. He says that um, he talks about death by passing. Do you remember that? That was mm. a thing. And he was like, he went on and on and on and on and on and on about death by passing. Um, but... Sorry, death by football. One of the reasons Liverpool finished seventh in Rogers' first season in charge was down to that philosophy. So Liverpool did finish seventh in Brendan Rogers' first season in charge of Liverpool. They did better than that afterwards, though. Mm. They did improve. Should have won the league. They should have won the league, yeah. Passing for passing's sake, possession football with little end product. There have been tweaks since, but it's often still the Rogers' way, and there's a feeling that the game might be passing him by. Is there? Did he not drag Leicester to like no. the verge of qualification for the Champions League? Is he not still a really good manager? It's just gone pear shapes. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think the game is passing by. And I think <coughs> Brendan Rodgers would be a bit of a, he would be a bit of an innovator in terms of keeping up with the trends. I think he's, he's, he's a good eye for a player as well. Um, I don't know if he's the eye for the player. I'm always a little bit wary about that because mm. there's like a director of football, a scouting director. Do you know he's been able to integrate the players they've signed really well? I would say. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Like, <coughs> it, it, it's. The relationship with the board is obviously going to be key, um, but it would be—it'd be a big blow for him. Um, you know, even at forty-nine, it would be a big blow. I, I think he's savvy enough to get a good job. Still. Well, that's it. So, where where would you reckon he will get a job next? Mm, that I really don't know. Give me a, the range of clubs. Well, who's <laughs> I would have probably expected. I mean, the likes of Everton and Villar—they're they going to be there indefinitely, probably. Probably a Premier League club, but not a top club. So, a uh, West Ham? Maybe a West Ham, yeah. Moisey under pressure. Moisey is under pressure. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, Moisey's not... No, there's no pressure. And it's like, hang on a second now. Two more results. And they're like, well, we've got this amazing stadium and we need to keep Declan Rice. Mm. Or they decide they make Moyes sell Declan Rice in the summer. He takes the blame next summer. And then the owners hire a new manager. That might be whether they're they're thinking about that. I don't know, but some like uh, would he have been in the running for the Spurs gig before Conte got it? He probably would. He would have been in the running for the Chelsea job if the Chelsea job had come up six months ago. If the Chelsea job had come up in the summer, Brendan Rodgers would have been one of the favourites for it. I would say. Yeah, I'm not sure about that now, though. I think I don't Chelsea know connection. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that the not sure his stock is that high at this stage for jobs as big as that. I'd say it was at the end of last year. Mm. Like everybody was blaming the injuries they had last season on last season's performance not being very good, and I think that was fair enough because they had uh, the, the squad was ripped apart. Now everybody's fit largely, and uh, things aren't going well. But it does look like his time there is coming to an end. He hasn't been sacked yet. We're we're still waiting to see if they're going to do it. If they do it, it'll probably be today, or it won't be this side of the um, international break. Um, okay, so that's in the red. Brendan Rodgers, Leicester in big trouble. League of Ireland, big boys. Yeah, the FAI Cup 
definitely matters. Um, you're saying you're saying shells aren't a big boy. Is that what it, dairy not a dairy not a big boy? No. Well, they they um, it's just convenient that we've managed to fit the League of Ireland slot into this one because the three big teams who all have been you know big players in the League of Ireland in recent years, Shamrock Rovers, Bohemians, and Dundalk, all out of the cup. Starting with Shamrock Rovers, um, yesterday I would give them a bit of a pass on because um, Derry, like Derry were hot favourites to win the game which is very rare um, against Shamrock Rovers and Derry were outstanding like, Why were they favourites? Because they what have they five games on the bounce without conceding winning going into the game five wins on the bounce without conceding going into the game they have a midfield five now um, that to me looks as good as you've seen in the League of Ireland. It's Patrick McElhenney, who's outstanding yesterday, has been made captain. Will Patching, fantastic footballer. Diallo, who they got from Man City, who I hadn't seen, and I'm like, ex-Man City, kind of a exotic name. He's going to be really flashy, but he's more like a Torre-type player. He's, he's like, this is the first time I saw him play, and it was on TV, so I'm, maybe I'm making a snap judgment. He looks like this kind of unique midfielder who's just strong and like can con- kind of like control aspects of a game that we don't have in the League of Ireland. Cameron Dummigan, I know Rory Higgins thinks he's up there in terms of the players of the season, full stop, and he probably is outs- outstanding again yesterday. Rob Jack Byrne, um, blind at one time the first half, Jack had a frustrating day, and then you add in Michael Duffy. Jamie McGonigal, um, who'd been on a terrible run of, of form uh, goals-wise, gets the goal. And then Rovers are down to 10 men. I thought it was a harsh red card. Will Patching, penalty to win the game. Um, hits the bar. Rovers come back, showed a great attitude. Really, really against the odds. Forced extra time, but they were, they were tired. Rovers, I wouldn't give them so much of a pass on the, uh, again, performance last week. I think they're giving up terrible goals in Europe. And they really have to stem the, tie, stem the, the flow of that there because they're better than that. And they're giving themselves no chance with the goals they're giving away. That's Rovers. Bows were pathetic against uh, Shelburne yesterday. Their season is done um, in the middle of September. They're miles out of it uh, in the race for Europe. Pete Long obviously left two weeks ago. There was an initial um, reaction when they beat Shamrock Rovers, but um, they haven't really followed that up. And if you read Aidan Fitzmaurice, who obviously would have a soft spot for Bowes in the independent, he doesn't mince his words. Um, so they're done... Embarrassing was how their Derek Pender described them. Yeah, and I think Jordan Flores apologising to fans. They made a quadruple sub at half times. At half times. Sounds like something you'd be ordering at lunch. Like they made a quadruple sub and it made no difference. Um, which I'm, I'm not sure I've seen that before at half time. Maybe I have. But anyway, um, so the atmosphere at Talca Park, the, the Griffith Avenue Mile was on yesterday. So. Mm. There was like two and a half thousand people on the streets, um, you know, 1,500 running it and another thousand supporting people. And the atmosphere was absolutely sensational. That was yesterday afternoon around about three o'clock. And then after it was over, uh, you could hear this crazy noise coming. I was like, what's going on? It's like, ah, oh, it's a cup. Because yeah. obviously, talk is never really used on a Sunday. So... Where, where's the noise coming from? It sounded like Croke Park noise. It was that good, the atmosphere. Yeah, the, and Tolka, Tal- like, I used to live off to Tolka when I was in college, and like it's, it hasn't changed all that much, um, but it's a really atmospheric ground, and um, there, but for the grace of God, it would have been gone and you know turned into housing. We need houses, but I think we need um, Tolka Park going forward as well, and that's, it's, I'm glad that's saved. It's a really, really atmospheric ground, and Rovers, um, obviously, and Bowes uh, out of the cup. Dundalk out of the cup as well, Ger. Coughing up, a bit bit like Brendan Rodgers and Leicester at the minute, just coughing up so many goals. And um, they, they'd started the season 
quite well. They went on this great run of form where they looked like they were in the title race for one moment. And then they've just started. I was just thinking of this. They lost Connolly, who they'd signed, the, the Monaghan boy. They signed him. They lost him. Derry signed him. And I, I was thinking of this when I was in bed last night. Do your stats in the morning. What's Dundalk's um, record since Connolly left? And what's Derry's record since he joined Derry? Unfortunately, I completely forgot about that until now. There you but go. It's safe to say he's made a big difference to both. Dundalk's defence, you know, has... You're has more an eye test man anyway, rather than a stats man. Isn't that right, Johnny? Yeah. You're, you're all about the feel. How does he make you feel watching him play? You feel good. How does it... Yeah... It is, it is a bit about feel. I should have done my research. I, I just forgot. I don't know what came over me. I started reading about climate change or something. Hey, so, um, yeah, so uh, that's You're Dundalk. mourning the passing of Her Majesty. Well, I mean, she's not, she was 96. Like Honestly, it's not really a big news story. 96-year-old woman dies. World is about to end because of fossil fuels. But, nah, 96-year-old woman. I find, it, I just find it astonishing. I don't know what you think. Like, get over it at this age. Um, I have I have found the stories about the queue and the, the various businesses and people. Nobody um, see the DUP um, skip the queue because you know they are MLAs doing absolutely nothing, and um, it's great to see their their loyalty. Yeah, and and Holly and your man as well. They also skipped the mm. queue, but David Beckham didn't. We'll, we'll hear from the pay per view. Um, I think uh, it was Dion who, who nailed it yesterday, talking about Beckham and his public image, which obviously has taken an absolute battering because he's taken all that money from Qatar. Mm. And now all of a sudden his, his public image is restored. One fell swoop. All it took was 12 hours and some donuts. I'm not sure I'd queue for 12 hours to restore my public image, but I'd probably just stay in bed. <coughs> I know. What were we on about? The League of Ireland teams. Back to... So that's the, that are the, that are the, they're the three teams. So Dundalk now have a challenge to get into Europe this season. They probably should be okay. But Stephen O'Donnell, probably the toughest time of his career management so far, I think in terms of just results, because it's, it's a sticky patch for them. Bowes have to rebuild. They've no manager at the moment. And Rovers should be fine, but they're out of the cup. It's great for Shells. It's great for Derry. We should pay testimony to those. You, you think uh, Waterford might turn Shells over in the uh, semi, though? Waterford, uh, you know, they've, they've new ownership. Um, there was nearly 4,000 at the game the other night. A really atmospheric ground as well. It's a funny one, Jared, the RSC, because there's a, a running track around it, but there's great noise in the place. Um, uh, you know, any time I've been there, that I really noticed that. Waterford, they've already knocked Pats and Dundalk out of the cup. I think they've every chance of beating Shells. The big team I want to mention here is Derry City. If you watch that game yesterday, Eamon Sweeney talks about it. The quality of Derry's football, they will almost certainly beat Treaty, who were brilliant against UCD. They'll almost certainly beat Treaty. Derry City in Lansdowne Road is uh, an occasion and a place befitting the quality of this team and the style of football they have. Rory Higgins is going to be a really good manager. They are serious challengers, Shamrock Rovers, next season, though. Michael Duffy is back. And they were by far the better team yesterday. I know Rover said excuses. Derry City, this was a massive statement. They, they won the game after extra time. They were way better than Rovers. Way better. And it was a big statement. Uh, I think we should, um, we should definitely... Uh, oh, there's exclusive extracts from Arthur's book in the Indo today. I didn't know that. We'll talk about that in a minute in our pay-per-view. Um, we, this was the season that started with you and, and Damien Duff going toe-to-toe and Damien Duff's going to lead his team to the promised land by winning the cup at the end of the year, Johnny. You can take that to the bank. Let's move on. Toe-to-toe would be a bit of a stretch, but uh, Damien Duff, Shelburne could be in the cup final. Not a sleeping giant. not be banking on them. Not a sleeping, not a sleeping giant. giant. A giant. Banking on them. They're a giant, Johnny. You're, here you are, writing them off in the semi. They just absolutely annihilated Bowes on a Sunday Bowes. afternoon in the summer to the point where Bowes are saying they're embarrassing themselves and you're like, yeah, what if we're going to beat them in the semis? You need, to, you need to get over that. You need to let bygones be bygones. Let the sleeping dogs lie. The giant is woken. It's a, you know. Duffer is box office. And as a Bose fan, um, you know, you're, you're, there was a 
terrible queues getting into the ground. They didn't delay the kickoff, and then they were probably told to wait behind afterwards for security reasons. Watched an abject four 0 defeat. The season's over. Hopefully, they had a good Sunday night afterwards because not a good Monday morning for them. Uh, right, the URC. A mixed return for the provinces is what it says on the subheading here. Yeah, Munster, um, Munster s- still seem to have questions uh, against them very much. Leinster obviously almost had one of the greatest collapses uh, in, probably in, in the history of the competition uh, against Zebra, um, who had a load of new players, obviously got over the line. Ulster, good against Connacht. We'll talk about this obviously with Quinny later, but... Um, yeah, the Leinster one is interesting because is there a bit of a hangover from uh, last season defensively? Um, obviously, very early days. That's the thing. It's it's too early to say anything about anything here. Like Munster fans might be thinking, "Oh, that's not a great start," but like let's wait and see until um, the best team or the best available players or there's any time going. Uh, as I said, more on this with Alan Quinn a little bit later on. So let's move on to the green. We have Irish centre halves and. We're burying the lead, obviously, in much the same way that uh, Desi Farrell did. Which one of these do you want to do first? Of the Dublin football or the Irish CBs? I mean, does, Irish Na- does Nathan Collins get a, in the green for nearly decapitating one-time Ireland star well, Jack Grealish? Well, and I saw a lot of Ireland fans kind of... <laughs> but actually, uh, Nathan Collins waited around for 40 minutes after, after full-time to apologise. Nathan Collins is just... To Jack Grealish. He's just a top, 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 top lad. And uh, I watched the game up until that point, um, and I was like, switch over to Swansea to watch Ryan Manning. Um, kind of didn't, but Ryan Manning scored in that time. He's not in the Ireland squad, obviously, so we'll talk about the Ireland back five, but Nathan Collins was like, he was, I'm marking Alfie, I'm marking Erling Haaland today, Alfie Inga Haaland. I'm marking Erling Haaland, so I like... First ball into the box after, what, 50 seconds or whatever it is. I'll mark. Unfortunately, Grealish steals in. Then Haaland scores. He had nothing, there was nothing he could do about that. Game's over. Then he was sent off. But I, I actually think it was one of them things that looked worse. The more you looked at it, it was more like it, it happened very fast. His legs were high. Fair enough. Grealish didn't make an absolute meal of it either. And the, ball was there, hmm? the ball was there, I think. The ball was there, I think. The ball was there. Um, the boy Mort on Twitter, on Twitter people have found he's he's turned the the attack into like a postage stamp, um, which I thought was hilarious and got a lot of traction. I think a lot of Irish people are still a little bit annoyed at Grealish. Let's just hope Collins behaves when he goes to West Ham. <coughs> you think that's where he's gone next? When he plays against West Ham. Why? Yeah. Well, against, oh, yeah. right. Against maybe maybe he just was exercising the frustration of players who once played for Ireland. But yeah. No, I think in general he's had a very good start season. He seemed very sorry afterwards. He did. He's a top lad. The other two centre-backs, obviously, that we want to mention, Omar Bamadeli and Darrow O'Shea, were actually against each other. Darrow O'Shea scored, by all accounts, very bad defending. Omar Bamadeli's having an outstanding start season. I want to say, Stephen Kenny, this is my three. Forevermore, these are the three pick, you go. Pick with. them now, right, right now. It's a, absolutely. Let's go. So John Egan's out of the team. Yeah, I'd go with this three. Um, Duffy's out of the team. Duffy, Duffy's not playing at the moment either. Which I think, when when the margins are like Duffy for me, I think he'd be lucky to play anyway. He's a liability on the ball. Um, the other three aren't. And like, I, did you watch the game on the, the the Man City Wolves game at all? I saw bits of it. Collins, like, fair enough. I mean, it, it was irrelevant in the overall scheme of things. But he did this amazing little run outside his own box early on take on a couple of players and he's so comfortable on the ball and the other two lads you have to remember they're centre-backs but they have to offer something on the ball and going forward as Collins and memorably did against Ukraine 
These are my three going forward right now. Pick the, the team. Now. Pick the team for the Scotland game. Then so those three. Who are your left and right back? Left wing back will be. Um, I think it's going to be Robbie Brady. Okay. Um, and obviously, like right wing back. I think by the way, Nid- Ryan Manning's a bit unlucky. He's playing well. He's not the squad. Um, interesting going forward. What they'll do. Right, right wing back will be. Um, Will be Doherty. Uh, so no Coleman in the team. No, no Coleman can't play right wing back anymore. He just doesn't have the legs. I think if Coleman's to play for Ireland, it'll be right at the three centre backs. But he's down the he's down the list for me in that anyway. I think. Mm-hmm. And again, right. it's the club it's the club issue. He's not going to get a look in. At Everton have a very good young right back. Yeah, Doherty's not playing either though at the moment. He's so, not, but he's, he's he's still. It doesn't seem to have affected him as much either. Like last last year. Um, they're I, after the, the. I think he's going to pick Coleman. Just it's just purely on instinct. I think he's going to pick can't. Coleman. Well, if you I have the three twenty-one-year-olds, if you have three twenty-one-year-old centre backs, who's going to be the leader on the pitch? I'm not saying he'll necessarily go with that three. He might play Egan. Like he might. He really likes Egan. They would be my three. Um, but so which of the three do you think he drops? Um, Bamdelli's probably O'Shea. the easiest one, is he? <sighs> well, it's, it's club form. His it's club form so good. I don't know, but I'd, I'd say he. Might, he might play Egan and two, and and obviously Collins is like basically along with Cullen is the starter now straight away, and obviously um, it's a tough one for him. But I, I I just I love the youth of that team. Yeah. Coleman though I I don't really see him playing wing back. Uh, he just doesn't have the legs for it. I think he might pick him. I'm thinking I pick him there, and he, I think he's going to pick Doherty at left wing back and leave Robbie Brady on the bench so that mm. Brady can kind of cover in in a lot of different places. That's my that's my team at the moment that I think he will pick and actually I think he will go with the three under 21s because uh, the three young lads because that's you think you will I, I do I think that's the type of thing that will um, you know you can point to this is my team for the future and look what look what we're doing here like and also like the Nations League is very important but it's also not the be all and end all you know the other thing is if you've Robbie Brady and Doherty as your wing backs these are Seriously, good footballers. Like they're not even like defending is kind of part of their artillery now. But we we'll we'll play a lot of nice football in midfield. Then Cullen. This is a tough one. Maybe nice. I see. Is he going to pick Jason Knight from from League One? Yeah, I mean, he, his right performance back. for Ireland has um, been sensational. Uh, maybe he plays him in the right wing. A right wing back. Uh, that's a, that could be a get him in the team. That's actually not a. That's not a crazy call. That's not a crazy call. Um, then obviously Brown up front. I don't know. That's that's. It's just become very muddled now with the Oba family. I did. I, I did find it strange that Stephen Kenny, who's such a mild mannered guy, could have managed to wind up both Jurgen Klopp and uh, Russell Martin, which is just because he, he he does he says things for he does say things generally for a reason in that he thinks about it beforehand and what he said about Oba Femi about two or three sides to a story. I was kind of like, uh, whatever, yeah, that's fair enough. He's defending the player, but then Russell Martin's like, well, no, that's there are hearts, which obviously there are, but like, why did he say it? What did what did Martin say? So just it's like, well, fill, they're, they're, fill people in on this. So, Obafemi wanted seemingly wanted out of Swansea. You know, there wasn't where was he going? Was it, it was Bur- Burnley? Burnley. So there was last minute. Looks like he's going. He doesn't go. He was then dropped by Russell Martin. And bear in mind. Obafemi's own career was sort of where we'll see how this loan move goes at Swansea last year, and he absolutely thrived under Russell Martin, and he carried that form to Ireland. So he obviously was getting on. Russell Martin's a real like football manager, like loves the style of play. Obafemi was then dropped. He's like, we can't play him until he kind of gets his head right. Was brought on at the end of the was it the three nil win on on Saturday? Was brought on at the end, so maybe that's the proverbial olive proverbial olive branch, but. 
Stephen Kenny in his press conference said there are two or three sides to the story why Obafemi isn't playing. For me, that's I'm going to defend my player here. Yeah. Obafemi has hey, he has his own version. He obviously wanted to leave, and I think they wanted to sell him. Evaluation, blah blah blah. Yeah. So, but Russell Martin um, wasn't happy with that. Interestingly, seemed to compare. I may be paraphrasing her, but seemed to compare the attitude of Obafemi somewhat to Ryan Manning, the Galwegian, who I, I still reiterate isn't in the Ireland squad, which I think is a little bit unfortunate. The left back situation is is a bit mad now, Jerry, okay. because I think Enda Stevens is under serious pressure there. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, well, oh, oh, and again, I don't know who starts uh, up front, Obafemi and Parrot, maybe the non-goal scoring, but playing <laughs> well centre forward. Yeah, 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 <clears throat> yeah. Well, certainly they've done well for Ireland so recently, so maybe that's what uh, managers remember in the green. This morning, which something which may have a, a, a long-term impact on the power rankings, Dublin football. What happened yesterday? Yeah, I don't want to turn like everything. Like when you when you're involved in in the betting game, you, you know odds like and sport are always in your head. But Dublin were eleven to four to win the All Ireland yesterday. They were second favourites. Dublin are clearly favourites to win the All Ireland now, right? No, they are. No, 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 they no. They nearly no, be, no, they no. lost to Kerry <coughs> by a point without these two players. Yeah, yeah, without yeah. Even necessarily playing that well. Yeah, but a Kerry team had never won an All Ireland. Yeah, but now the, the Kerry team have won an All Ireland. They have. They have. But Dublin, like, there's nothing sates your appetites more at this level than like being written off to an extent, and and that. Sense of you know defeat. So you said they, they were eleven to four. They were eleven. To, I, I don't think that'll last. They're I mean, two to one now. You're right. So maybe the bookmaker hadn't reacted to the news, but like obviously they get through Leinster. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't really rate Dublin this this year, thinking that I thought Kerry beat them comfortably. They 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 somehow managed to hold on, and the two lads coming back and Conor McKeown writes about in the Irish Independent. It was kind of like Desi Farrell was on Dubs TV, which I didn't know existed. He's like, oh yeah, the two lads are the two lads will be back as well, so that'll be good. And uh, there we are. Dublin will win the All-Ireland next year. Uh, I'm old enough to remember when uh, somebody in the Munster camp was uh, jaw-jawing with somebody in the Leinster camp about, ah, we'll see how good you are now, Rocky Elson's gone. And then Leinster went out and smashed them the next year because the, you know, the galvanising taunt of like, Oh, we'll see now. We've got our lads back, which is what Kerry are going to be listening to all year. Like, oh, you only won that because Con wasn't in the game, and now it's going to be, oh, you're not going to be so good now. That it's going to have Con, and they're going to have Mannion, and they're going to have McCaffrey, McCaffrey, uh, McCaffrey, who's the guts of four years out. Like, I didn't realise this um, in terms of his time play. His player for Dublin, he's 29 now, but uh, how sensational is this All Ireland going to be at the latter? It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm not saying it's not going to be good, but I do think that a carrier looking at this, like uh, thinking, all right, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, bring it, fine. Like, you think Kerry are going to take a backward step? You think Kerry aren't going to be like 20 to 35% better next season by virtue of the fact that they're now a team full of confidence who, who got that monkey off their back? Like, I think this is actually good news for Kerry. It, it sharpens the resolve over the winter. That's good news for Kerry. I mean, it, that's, the, no, that's a crazy comment. It's not. You it's can't not. say, oh, Paul Mannion come back to Dublin is not good news for Kerry. It that's, sharpens them. That's crazy it means there's no, there's no extra drinking over the winter. The training, the training starts earlier. <laughs> Jack O'Connor and whoever else is in that backroom team last night were electrified by the news that the lads are back. They were like, "Right, we're we're getting thinking on this. We're going to have we're going to have scouts at the Dublin Club Championship games. We're going to be watching this. And see how the we're, we're sending out the training regime the now. The preseason, the end of it. It's all it's all moving forward a couple of weeks. Crazy talk. No, um, this, is, this is perfect. The one aspect of Dublin, though, some of their marquee players weren't weren't the players they were probably last year and that's nothing to do with the two lads so you know they didn't really look the Dublin team they were but no. 
Mannion being back and McCaffrey. Um, it's, it's it's also good for Dublin. Don't let, don't get me wrong here. Also, I good think for it's good for Dublin that two of uh, the best players we've seen are back in the team. Yeah, and it's massive for Desi Farrell. I mean, we haven't heard much from him since the Kerry game, um, but Desi must be smiling into his proverbial... We haven't heard anything from him since no. the Kerry game. That um, was his, his he, first... He's uh, delighted with life. Dublin win the All-Ireland next year. Possibly we can go all the way in the final. Uh, OK, that's your prediction. Mine is that it's going to be... A, a It'll probably be Dublin Kerry final. Yeah. I, and, uh, wouldn't that be good? Don't we deserve some nice things in our lives? We do. Hopefully it'll be in August as opposed to in uh, July. Uh, right, that is this week's episode of the Gillette Labs Performance Rankings. OTBAN's Performance Rankings with Gillette.